0: Hey, e eCommercers, did you know that SubSummit is returning May 31st to June 2nd in Dallas? Check out subsummit.com for all the details and grab a ticket because we would love to meet you there. If you are going to go, let us know via social media or email us on howdy at ecommercepodcast.net and let's connect.
1: I would say that the most important thing is creative. So basically your ad, whether it is a video or an image, because nowadays interest targeting is not so important. Because your creative is doing the targeting.
0: Welcome to the e commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. The e commerce podcast is all about helping you deliver e-commerce. Wow! And to help us do just that, I am chatting with today's special guest, Marin Istvanić, from Inspire Agency about how to maximize the efficiency of Facebook ads for your business. Oh yes, we are touching on to all things Facebook ads, but before Marin and I dive into our conversation, Uh, I'd like to share with you uh, my podcast pick. Oh yes, a pre pre (laughs) get that right, is a previous episode uh, or two that I think you're gonna enjoy. Based on today's topic, why not check out the How Social Selling Can Help Grow Your Business with Tim Hughes, Tim is such a legend. Do check that out. And the beautiful and talented Lauren Schwartz, check out her episode we recorded uh, called Creative That Drives the Click-Through. Uh, yes, you can pick up both of those, both of my podcast picks uh, and our entire podcast uh, podcast archive for that. Uh, it's all for free on our website, ecommercepodcast.net. Plus, if you sign up to our newsletter while while you're there, we will send you links to our podcast picks along with the notes and links from today's show with Moran all delivered straight to your inbox at no cost to you just want to emphasize that oh yeah pretty amazing right now let's talk about today's show sponsor are you struggling to grow your e-commerce business do you feel like you're constantly spinning your wheels trying to figure out what to focus on next well i have been there Many times, let me tell you, and I know how frustrating it can be. And that's why I'm super excited that the e-commerce cohort sponsors this show. E-commerce cohort helps e-commerce businesses like yours to deliver exceptional customer experiences that drive results and to help you get started super excited to announce a brand new free resource uh, that you can access called e-commerce cycles it's a mini course which walks you through the proven framework that I use for building a successful e-commerce business uh, we walk you through the specific steps to take that uh, in your own e-commerce company so you can put all of these concepts into practice in your own business and the good news is is just like sign up for the newsletter. It's all free. Yes, it is. You can sign up for free at ecommercecycles.com. In fact, you don't even have to sign up. You just access it. It's right there. No email address is required either. Uh, so head over to ecommercecycles.com and get access to this free training and get started today. Because it's time to start delivering e-commerce wow to your customers with the help of e-commerce cohort. Okay, now let's talk about today's guest. For the past seven years, Morin has gone from freelance contractor to head of performance at Inspire Agency. He leads a boutique agency, working with a handful of selected clients while providing services for paid social. Besides the agency, he's also a partner at a few in-house brands and has helped scale and exit uh, exited them. He's also Two times a speaker at Geek Out uh, and also he's spoken at Affiliate World uh, in Asia, so check him out. And if that's not enough, in the last 12 months, he has spent over 30 million on Facebook ads. That. in anybody's language, is a shed full of money. Oh, yes, it is. And he's going to be sharing some of his go-to Facebook ad strategies and learnings, as well as some additional tips and tricks to help you do just that. Maureen, what a legend. Thanks for being on the show. Great to have you. How are we doing? Pretty good, Matt. Thank you for having me. I oh, know. It's great that you're here. Whereabouts in the world are you dialing in from? Croatia. Croatia. Okay. Uh, now, here's my question for you because it is very cold where I am today. What's the weather like in Croatia?
1: Uh, So it's actually like pretty similar to yours, like currently around two, three uh, Celsius degrees. So like we are in the middle of the winter.
0: Yeah, so really cold. Uh, is the really cool. <laughs> so, Yeah, it's the bottom line. Brilliant. So, listen, given your um, extensive experience, your 30 million uh, experience in paid social advertising, I mean, there's a lot of lessons that you can learn, right, uh, in that, uh, especially on Facebook ads. Thirty million, You should write a book, 30 million's worth of lessons <laughs> on Facebook ads. Uh, what are some of the common misconceptions then that you've encountered about using Facebook ads for e-commerce stores? And let's talk about those and let's talk about how we address them. So I would say that like
1: people treat Facebook nowadays as it was like three years ago where you okay. could have like, when there was like not much competition, we didn't have iOS 14.5 update problems. So basically there was a golden age of Facebook. You could just put a picture, find a like uh, fancy product and you would earn money uh, yeah. with, without any problems. Nowadays, yeah. like things changed. You need a lot more understanding of your messaging, a lot more understanding of your creatives, how to kind of like pull the levers inside the ad accounts, what moves the needle. Mm. Uh, but like one of the biggest mistakes is people kind of like, I mean, people that are just starting, they see kind of like, okay, here's a traffic optimization, let's optimize for traffic. But then you would get only people that would click on your ad, but they would not end up buying. So they yeah. think, okay, let's now optimize for ad to cart that will get us cheaper ad to carts. But, like, interestingly, Facebook is pretty smart. If you optimize for add to cards, you will get only people that will add to your card and they would not end up buying. So, right. that, like, that's the biggest misconception that you, if you run any other conversion goal except uh, sales, you would get sales. You would not. So, definitely always optimize for conversions, especially, I mean, in my case, in my case, 100% of My clients are e-com stores, so their ultimate goal is sales. That's why Mm -hmm. we always optimize for conversions because that's the end goal. So that would be the lesson number one. Lesson number two is uh, you need to have like ads are only amplifier. They are sherry on the top. So you need to have like product market fit. You need to have like proven offer, proven funnel, great creative, and then you can utilize uh, Facebook ads. So as I said, they're just the amplifiers. You have to you have to have a proper foundation before going into into running ads.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really interesting point, isn't it? I loved your comment about uh, we treat Facebook like we did three years ago, uh, and the gold of eight, the golden age of Facebook is is now gone. Do you? I mean, we're going to talk. I, I want to get into some of these things that you mentioned, uh, Maureen. But um, I just want to sort of circle back to that. Do you think? that the golden age of Facebook has actually gone? Or is it just is it just a little bit more buried? Do we have to sort of mine for the gold now?
1: So if you ask me the same question maybe a year ago, I would say like it's definitely past like what worked before, worked before we are re- in the middle of kind of like iOS uh, update. We didn't know like how to optimize. There were like not enough data from Facebook. But now I think that things definitely improved compared to a year ago. Facebook reintroduced the ability to see the breakdown from like what age, from gender, what country uh, sales are coming from. They introduce ability to see from what period after seeing your ad or clicking on your ad, someone bought. So basically you can understand whether your ad is driving incremental conversions in terms of the click or in terms of the view. Mm -hmm. Also, Facebook introduced one of the like best feature Recently, like maybe six months ago, which is called Advantage Shopping Plus, which kind of like relies on AI and more automation. And that is currently like outperforming everything in majority of my ad accounts. It is a bit of kind of like black box. We don't know how it works. We know it works like on a different algorithm compared Mm -hmm. to regular campaign, but it works.
0: No, that's interesting, because that was actually going to be one of my questions, not necessarily about the black box. But um, we've had guests on the show talking about the changes, you know, that were made in iOS 14.5. And, you know, Apple basically killed Facebook, didn't they, a few years ago? Um, And we've heard people sort of talk about that and some of the things that you can do in the meantime. But I guess one of my questions was going to be, how has Facebook responded to those changes? Because the way I've heard people talk about it in the past, it's almost like Facebook just sort of went, oh yeah, we're dead now, Apple's killed us, that's it. I will run a full page ad and hopefully that will make everything all right. But I can't believe for one minute that's all Facebook have done. So what sort of things have they done? I mean, you've mentioned a few practical things there, but what, is, is there anything else that Facebook has done to sort of resurrect their ad platform uh, that we should be aware of that is really you know, taking it forward for the next year or two and we should pay attention to?
1: So definitely, I think that like their tracking improved. So basically a year ago compared to now, it's totally different. We can actually see that more data is passing through to the ad account. We can see that more sales are happening. Yeah, I mean, like since the iOS, like the stores were not affected so much. Their revenue was affected, but not to extend how how less data was shown to Facebook because Facebook did not have ability to kind of like connect person who bought with the ad on the, on which they clicked. So that, that was kind of like a big mistake. They introduced some of the steps like aggregated event measurement, which kind of like gives you a data with a, with a bit of delay. They launched some of the new uh, campaign or like features, like I've mentioned with Advantage Shopping Plus. They launched some of the new objective like website and shop instead of just website. So basically you can buy uh, right away on the platform. Like Mm -hmm. just browsing through the Instagram, you see product, you click, you go to the shop on Instagram and then you buy there. You don't have to go to the to the website because it's happening on platform. Facebook has that data. And as I said, like a year ago, I was like super pessimistic. But to be honest, now I'm kind of like way more optimistic because Facebook is still the most robust system. It still has the most data. It's still most reliable. People are spending Mm -hmm. still most money there. People with the buying power that are your potential customers are still spending most of time there. So I think, like as I said, like I'm optimistic. I don't think it's it's kind of like bad as it was a year ago.
0: Yeah, that's quite nice to hear. Actually, it's quite refreshing, you know, that actually this this thing can improve. Uh, It's sort of it's nice to be slightly optimistic, Um, and I'm sure that um, I'm sure that Facebook will be pleased that we're saying that uh, on the e-commerce podcast. so, what's your um, what's your approach, Maureen? I mean, you've spent thirty million uh, on Facebook ads. Like I said, that's a shed load of cash, right? Um, so, you've obviously learned a few things by doing that. So, what's your approach then to creating successful Facebook ads, a successful Facebook ad campaign for an e-commerce store? What what are some of the key elements that I need to think about? You've mentioned um, optimization for conversion, but what what sort of other things should I be thinking about now?
1: So as I said, like product is the most important thing Uh, we comes down like where where there's already proven market, uh, product market fit, and we are just there to kind of like to scale it. Obviously, you need to have like a good offer. So let's say if you're running like 50% sale offer, it's better to frame it, buy one, get one. And like in 90% of the cases, it would get more sales than when you say 50% 50 off. So like those are kind of like some some psychological tricks, marketing tricks that you need to incorporate in your advertising. Uh, In terms of the like Facebook, I would say that most important thing is creative. So basically your ad, whether it is a video or an image, because nowadays interest targeting is not so important because your creative is doing the targeting. So let's right. say if you have the same image with a different messaging, it would attract two completely different uh, sort of people. So basically, trying to understand what's kind of like an ideal messaging that would hit most of the people that would enable you to scale and also give uh, like kind of like achieve your target results. So basically, it all comes down to the to the messaging, to your research, mm-hmm. why people bought from you, uh, what what was kind of like potential issue they have because you could have like maybe collagen product that helps with, I don't know, better skin, but then you find out that like a lot more people bought product because uh, they had uh, issues with their hair. So your messaging then switches completely to the hair because what mm-hmm. more people are resonating with that product. So when you find the angle that's working, like that kind of like amplifies everything. You incorporate it in your messaging, you incorporate that in your video, you incorporate that in your landing page. So basically, all is focused to that. Also, it's crucial to kind of like reach people with a different level of awareness and sophistication. So basically, if you're talking about the benefits of your product to someone who doesn't even know it has a problem, like it wouldn't do well. So basically, you have different levels of sophistication and awareness. So basically, first, you want to kind of like, maybe Uh, get people to qualify let's say do you have a problem with I don't know bad skin like if someone is like in that age group he's gonna say oh yeah that's me I'm gonna like continue to watch the video so basically then you kind of like hit the pain point you agitate it, then you present the solution then like in the later stage someone is kind of like familiar that he has a problem so you're gonna present some of the benefits that your product has if he doesn't buy after all at the end, you're gonna like maybe kind of like uh, show some other cases of people that try the product. So basically, showcase social proof, emphasize mm. your offer that it is kind of like maybe 30-day money-back guarantee. So basically, based on the different level your people in your funnel are, you have to approach them with a, with a different different messaging.
0: So the um, uh, but, well, one thank you. There's a lot there. Let's let's sort of dig into some of those. So let me circle back to the beginning. You talked about the product market fit. So you, um, Facebook ads works re- very well if there's proven demand for an existing, you know, if you, if you know this product's gonna sell and sell well, you can use Facebook uh, ads to amplify that. And you talked about um, having, you know, the right uh, funnel, for example. So you've got a good product, you've got a good funnel um, that you're sending to, and obviously good ad creatives and those things sort of work together. What would happen if you're if you're just starting out, or if you've got a product which you you know is is a new product? So you go back to the collagen example. Um, I create a new version of collagen, for example. So I don't know necessarily about product market fit. Um, I know that collagen kind of sells, but I don't know specifically about this product. Um, is I guess Facebook ads? How do I can i make facebook ads work if i don't know that there's a proven market fit um and if so how, how would i go about doing that
1: so i would say that like it would be very hard uh your product needs to have like unique identifier uh compared to the other products so it needs to have i don't know maybe a better t- taste maybe more percentage of call again something that you can base your messaging because without that your product is just same as all the others on the market. So basically, you need to differentiate your product in some way that is better than the competitors. That's kind of like proven business model. A lot of people just find the like cheap stuff on AliExpress. They make one change that's way better than the other and they make a business out of that. Mm. So that would be a first step. The second step is that I would go through all the kind of like reviews on collagen of my competitors, maybe on Amazon, maybe on their website to see what they're talking about, like why they bought the product, why they're like satisfied, what is their kind of like, um, what is their state, what is their situation, kind of like in, in what what phase of life they are. Basically, that is kind of like getting you like all the ammo for your, for your messaging. You're realizing who your customer persona is, why they're buying, and yeah. then you focus most on, on that one. In terms of the like Facebook setup, as I said, I would definitely go with uh, with conversions. Uh, if you're selling a, a physical product, uh, setup would be like pretty simple. I would kind of like pick an angle that I think is most promising. I would create uh, multiple images, but with a different maybe hook of the messaging. So if we find out that like hair is the biggest issue uh, for people that are buying collagen, we are gonna message. We are gonna kind of like try to showcase our messaging about the hair loss, maybe like on what what are the pain points of like when you're uh, dealing with the hair loss, what are the benefits? For each, I would create like multiple version of that messaging. And then after testing, Facebook is great because you can see which ad got most click, which ad is kind of like uh, getting people to buy most. Then when you kind of like get initial data, then you double down on that and create even more variation of something. So basically, we always have an assumption. We just try to maximize the chance of our assumption uh, be successful.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. So um, so you're taking a product, you're testing, and you, you can use Facebook to test a hypothesis, can't you, to test this, like you say, this assumption. Will this ad conversion or this ad copy work better than this ad copy? Well, we can test that. We can, we can figure out um, what people are really after with this. And I like the idea of um, going through Amazon reviews and trying to figure out you know what it's what a
1: gold the, mine amazon yeah. reviews and subreddits like it's a gold mine
0: it's interesting isn't it because not many people do it uh, and we um, i just did a workshop actually last week with some clients um, big e-commerce business you know selling selling a fair few products online uh, and in the first workshop, I'm like, well, let's just go through the Amazon reviews and see what people are saying. And, and it's just like, well, we never thought about this. And it, it's a really interesting thing to do. And we had um, uh, Max Sinclair on the podcast from uh, e And he was showing, he was sort of explaining how you can use ChatGPT now to even do it all for you, right? To go yeah, through yeah, the yeah. reviews and tell you the information. The, the lazy man's version of going through Amazon <laughs> reviews to get ChatGPT to do it. So um, you talked about creative right so you've got a you've got your proven product um, and we've tested that we understand that um, and then you've you've talked about creative one of the things that you mentioned was in your creative you've got to have a sort of I think the phrase you used was a unique identifier um, something that makes it stand out and is different from everybody else yeah. out there do those? When you talk about those differences, do they have to be, um, what's the right phrase here, Maureen? Uh, Do they have to be big differences or can they just be really tiny differences? I just have to emphasize them because maybe my product is super similar and I, but I I can tell you that it's maybe different packaging or slightly different flavor, but is that enough? So
1: it needs to either save you money, save your time, or like make make you get to the end goal, like in a shorter time. Let's say mm. you have a, I don't know, uh, let's say, lead light face mask that kind of like takes 10 minutes uh, a day to get like treatment to your, get your uh, face like uh, without acne. So yeah. one, it could be cheaper than competitors. Two, that kind of like saves you money, uh, saves you time. Like, let's say competitors like mask takes 10 minutes, but your mask tends Takes five minutes for a treatment. Mm. That saves you time. Uh, the third one, it gets you kind of like it's more effective. So basically, maybe a wavelength of your um, uh, LED lights is lot lot uh, wider. So basically, yeah. you penetrate the skin more powerful. So those are like three different uh, different uh, like features of your product mm. that gets you edge on the market above the all the other competition. Obviously, you can combine all three and create a premium product. Then it just depends like whether it's kind of like uh, doable. But definitely, it needs to kind of like either saves you time, saves you money, gets to the end goal quicker, or mm-hmm. kind of like I would say those three are kind of like the, the most important. Obviously, just like a different packaging uh, would not do the trick. So it needs to be something tangible.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. So um, having this unique identifier, having a USP and marketing that aspect with those three areas that you mentioned is is quite critical then for Facebook, isn't it? It's, um, it helps you stand out. I, I, I like to use the phrase beige, <laughs> as in I don't want to be beige. I don't want to sort of blend in with everybody else. So so that then brings us nicely to creative. Um, so I, I understand what my different differentiators are, right? How I'm going to stand out from the competition. So how do I go about creating compelling creative? I've just heard that back in my head. Creating compelling creative. (laughs) That's that's well
1: said. So basically there are multiple uh, styles of creative that we know are usually working the best. So I would say that the most important one currently that is working across majority of the ad account is UGC, user generated content. So like, it also depends to who do you advertise. Like, if you advertise to like I don't know boomers, then that info commercial style, like we see on TV, is gonna work better. But mm-hmm. if you advertise to Gen Z, then like that TikTok style with the fast-paced editing is gonna work better. In terms of the style of the creative, like I like to stick like maybe two, three, four that are main one that are uh, kind of like working the best. Those are combined with the UGC. So like one would be product demonstration video in which you case like what's your product? How does it work? Like uh, what it does, how it can help you. The other would be like a testimonial review, which is kind of Mm -hmm. like a genuine review of a person that already tried the product. The third one would be potentially unboxing video that you kind of like uh, imagine yourself and you're unboxing the product. Like how how happy would you be? And like to to get that genuine reaction. One can be like emphasizing the offer if you have something, some discount or stuff like that. But I would say like, sometimes you can combine all those three. What is important is that you showcase that unique mechanism somewhere in the video. So like the most simpler and the like one of the most effective uh, framework is like pain agitate solution. So basically, Mm -hmm. you get someone to qualify, you uh, identify their pain point, you agitate it. You compare it to all the other inferior solution, then you present your product with a unique mechanism, then you showcase the end goal, and then you showcase, I don't know, testimonial and the call to action. So that, that's kind of like a one simple framework. What is also really, really important uh, for Facebook ads is the hook of the video. So basically those are three, uh, first three seconds of a video. We usually, when we create one video, we create like multiple variation of a hook because that can kind of like Make or break your ad because a different hook can kind of like get more people to watch the rest of your video. So if you're amplifying your chances of getting more people to watch, you get more people potentially to your website. So like that's again uh, one thing to test that we that we usually do.
0: Okay, so uh, let's just circle back on that a little bit. So your first three seconds of your content count, you've got to get in there hook and try different types of hooks. So what are some examples of hooks that you guys have used or seen you being used that have worked really well? What, when you say hook specifically, give give us some examples. I think it'd be good to sort of picture that. in
1: So it would be probably better if you can guys, if you guys can see something like that, but like asking a question, let's say if you're selling a, product uh, for, I don't know, supplement for football players. One mm-hmm. one hook can be, are you a football player looking to get pro contract? The second hook can be, I don't know, uh, Your m- my teammates are uh, asking me what secret weapon am, am I using? The third can be, uh, I don't know, uh, coach, is, uh, coach is asking me what extra training I'd be doing. So basically mm-hmm. those are three different hooks. So like it can be question. It can be question uh, on, people are, on which people are gonna identify. So like, are you a football player? If I'm a football player, then like, okay, that's me. Mm. I'm gonna watch the rest of the video. Uh, it can be um, kind of like communicating the angle. So if someone is like looking for a pro contract that can resonate with them. Uh, one can be kind of like a pattern interrupt. So basically, instead of going in you know, a like regular uh, time, timeline of the video, you can take one of the scene from the middle of the video, which kind of like, I don't know, person that scores a goal. Scores a goal. So like at, at the end, like you're, okay, what's happening here? It's not regular part of the video. It yeah. can be kind of like a countdown timer. So let's say three, two, one. So like you're watching, okay, something is happening here it can be something that's kind of like oddly satisfying that again kind of like works because of the tiktok which introduced that trend so people like patterns people like orders so like they're watching that kind of like uh oddly satisfying shot it can be something gross something completely weird so basically i don't know showcasing uh some i don't know if person has like uh fungus on their feet so basically showcasing that people are kind of okay what's that and they are kind of like inclined to watch the rest of the video, or like maybe uh, cheese or like some rotten food if you are selling some uh, food products. So basically, you want to get their attention. No mm-hmm. matter if it's not kind of like directly correlated to the video, it needs to be correlated in some sense because potentially you're gonna address that rotten food later in your video as a part of your marketing angle. But those are kind of like the most important one. Asking the question, pattern interrupt countdown timers, uh, communicating the angles, so stuff like that.
0: Yeah, no, I like that, uh, that's great. There's lots of examples there, and I love the simplicity of asking a question, an arresting question that's sort of, yeah. Um, because I, I tend to find, uh, mine I, how true this is, I don't know, but I, I was always sort of led to believe that whenever you ask a question, everybody actually answers it, even if it's subconsciously, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're sort of getting that buy-in. So, are you a footballer would be an interesting question Um, and different people would say yes or no, do you know what I mean? But everybody would answer that question. Um, And so you're using hooks then in the sort of the first three seconds. Um, You've got the videos or your user-generated content. Um, When it comes to user-generated content, actually, there's a good question. How do you, do you give direction? So for example, using this idea of a hook in the first three seconds, is that something that you would add on to a user-generated video, or is that something that you tell the person doing the user-generated content that you want them to add, for example?
1: Yeah, so basically they get a script. Like uh, each each user that films the content, he gets a he gets a script. Like I don't know, you get like three hooks and the rest of the same. So basically, you're gonna film yourself how you are putting the supplement in a shaker, how are you shaking it. Uh, like, how are you drinking? Like, what are the benefits of using the product there? Like, maybe you tried some, some, some other products, but they did not work. So basically they create the script, they, everything, they film everything, uh, raw and they send us a raw file. And then we edit it, uh, in house Mm. to kind of like get that, uh, full video. When we get the full video, we just attach three different hooks. So basically out of one video, we have three variation. Then we test and based on the data, we see, okay, which makes sense. Let's say if, I don't know, uh, your coach is kind of like asking you if you're getting some extra work, then we're going to double down on that and create more variation of that. Maybe create a whole video based on that hook because that's what most people are resonating with.
0: Okay. Okay. But it's interesting that you're, um, I mean, when it comes to dealing with people doing the user generated content video, you're giving them scripts um, as opposed to them just doing it however they feel like and however yeah. they want to you're, you're actually I mean, giving them some guidance right?
1: Yeah if it's kind of like a uh, existing customer that we just want to film kind of like a review then we then we left it uh, to, to say with their own words to feel so it's kind of like more genuine. Mm. Uh, but like majority of those reviews are not kind of like a good material for the ad. They are yeah. good in some parts, but you get a video of like two minutes girl talking about the product which is kind of like not ideal for a Facebook ad that's yeah. why we want to kind of like have a uh, fast paced editing uh, for the product like showcase all the important elements like i said hook uh, agitate the problem present a solution unique mechanism so like when you frame that video in a multiple sequences then you know it kind of like it's a proven framework compared to some random girl just talking about the product obviously mm. it can work but when we are dealing with the content creators, then we like usually give them scripts. They don't have to like follow it to t, but this has to be like part of their uh, yeah. materials they film.
0: So, as um, if I, I'm just thinking, people listening to the show, they'll be like, well, "This is great. Um, user generated content is a popular thing." I mean, full disclosure, um, we're using user generated content now in our own e-com businesses. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. My ears are per- per- perking up. Um, Where do you go to find people that can create the UGC for you? Where's where's sort of two or three good places to look from your experience?
1: So in majority of the cases, we work with uh, creative agencies that already have a network of UGC creators. So when you reach Mm. out to an agency, they have like a list of over 100 people that they work with. You can see their portfolio, things they uh, filmed. You can kind of like pick based on uh age and gender and mm-hmm. like some demographics from which country they are because accent is sometimes pretty important and then you check their works then you select okay i want this 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 person then they create a script and you get kind of like the full video if you want to do it on your own you can reach people on instagram you can find people with just like ugc creator uh, uh like tag on on twitter you can kind of like use some of the native platforms uh, that people have, like TikTok creator marketplace. When mm-hmm. you actually also put some filters, and you get a list of people that are into uh, kind of like creating UGC concepts. Some like some people are kind of like living out of that. Uh, so, like you, you have also some platforms where you can kind of like create a script and get kind of like also pick among a lot of people, like uh, who your who your content creator you want to be, let's say below or stuff like that. You have a lot of uh, influencers, agencies that are working with the kind of like uh, people in the space that can film you content. Yeah. So basically, there's a lot of opportunity to find a UGC because it's booming at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's a booming industry, isn't it? What... Uh, maybe this is the wrong question, Morina, but what sort of budget do I need to have in my head for UGC creation? So,
1: like, it can go like if you're searching on your own, it can go like just from gifting a free product up to like 5k per video. Mm. So, there, there's definitely no kind of uh, there's no kind of like minimum and maximum. It also depends whether you want a content creator to post your video on their profile on their mm. kind of like Instagram channel to amplify the ch- chance, like of more people seeing that uh, video or whether you want them just like to film and to uh, like send the raw uh, mm-hmm. files to you and there you, then you're going to edit it. Depending mm-hmm. what you want, like we in paid social, we majority want people to shoot the, sh- shoot the content and send it to us. We don't care whether they will post it or not. We're going to sure. test all the content in the ads. People that are relying on influencer uh, strategy, they want influencer to post. To get the exposure for the brand, so it's totally depending on your strategy.
0: Okay, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, so, what does a typical company spend? Um, I mean, I, I don't want to spend five thousand pounds on one specific instrument. So I don't. I don't think I do. But um, what's what's a typical sort of monthly budget? Then would I'm just pulling figures out the air here. Mind just to give some side of context, I think for people, does a thousand dollars a month work? Do I need two thousand dollars a month? What What do you think? So,
1: for for a content creator or for the influencer campaign, uh, age, uh, kind of like,
0: yeah, just for someone to create these videos that I can use in the Facebook ad where they send me. Yeah, the Yeah, so you data. can
1: get like you can like if you're going to do it on your own, I think you can find like people on Instagram that go and film you kind of like content for like I don't know two hundred bucks
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah so so it's not actually that expensive and the barriers to entry aren't high you can actually get started with it um you don't need to go like you
1: would have to like find i don't know 20 people out of 20 10 will respond out of 10 like five would not kind of like uh be interested out of five that reply like two are going to be like too expensive like you're going to end up working with one so it's kind of like if you want a content it's better if you have a budget and you want the content it's better go to the agency if not there's some some platforms online that you can kind of like get video for i don't know 60 70 bucks and it's mm-hmm. easier because they already have a list you just put your brief uh, yeah. and kind of like they're handle they handle everything because yeah. it's super time consuming to find uh, someone and like you don't know whether they're good in front of camera what kind of like Content they deliver, like whether they're gonna like film you different hooks or not, so yeah. it really depends.
0: Yeah. No, okay. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, like you say, time-consuming and complex. So let's get back then. So we've got our creative. We've got some good user-generated content creative, right? We've got a, a proven product and. Um, We're sending them to uh, a specific funnel on our webpage, so that's all optimized for the product that we're selling and related to the offer that we're advertising. And so the whole thing's complete. Have you, um, I'm really curious, because obviously you've done this a lot, right? Have you got any sort of stories that you can share, um, maybe without mentioning client names, I don't want to put you in a tricky spot, where, where things have gone, well or where things have on the other hand have gone incredibly complicated all of a sudden i'm kind of curious what what sort of story gems you have
1: yeah so like there are definitely some kind of like best cases when you get to the fact where like i don't know client is already spending two three k a day and you just got there and you just amplify the budget because you know how to optimize better how to maximize the efficiency and you get them like in within within a month you get them to over 10k a day Mm -hmm. in spend then obviously if you're responsible only for the marketing you don't know what's happening kind of like in the back end do they have enough stock uh, are the margins good enough uh, like what's happening so basically one one time we we kind of like scaled one store uh let's say to the moon but <laughs> then uh then kind of like they they kind of like well, they didn't have stock anymore so basically mm-hmm. we had to turn off the ads for a month once we turn one, we kind of like turn back the ads on, like we never get to the level mm. before. Not in terms of the spend, not in terms of the efficiency. So that was kind of like probably one of the one of the biggest horror story that could be a potentially like huge success because like one one month is kind of like pretty much you can get like a lot of uh, competitors, especially if you're kind of like having a unique product, you're first on the market, mm-hmm. and then you get like a lot of copycats. Uh, that are creating inferior products that they can sell for cheaper so basically yeah. they, they, they take chunk of your market all the customers do not know that your that their product is inferior
0: mm. yeah no fair play I, I was laughing when you talked about the the client that uh, had all the stock run out because that's been me in the past <laughs> um you know where you just don't anticipate how well a campaign is yeah, actually yeah, yeah. going to do you know and these things fly we um we did a campaign in the last few weeks that um, I mean, it outpulled everything by by what was it, four hundred and eighty percent? I mean, it was just crazy the, yeah. the, the, the the differential. And within four weeks, we'd done a year's worth of work. And you're kind of like, oh my goodness, um, <laughs> you know that was that was a bit crazy. So it's nice when they come along, um, yeah. but it's they are difficult to plan for, aren't they? They're they're difficult to because you just sometimes you hit these sort of veins, and then sometimes everything's a bit more measured isn't it and a bit more sort of normal how you'd expect it to be so I, I, I see that's um I see that's a problem where do you go Maureen if you if, if, I mean you personally where do you go to sort of stay up to date um with all the latest trends and whatever's changing in Facebook if I wanted to sort of try and stay up with it and find the latest news and and understandings what what sort of places do you hang out in that sort of feeds that information to you
1: So in terms of like uh, e-commerce and uh, like media buying in this like DTC uh, space, I'm kind of like uh, there are two places like listening to podcasts and Mm -hmm. the other is Twitter DTC community, which is amazing, which is kind of like I think light years ahead of Facebook communities and Mm -hmm. like LinkedIn. So basically that Twitter DTC community is amazing. You get like people that are testing a lot of stuff. You get agency owner, you have like a lot of brand owners that are sharing. I think the the value there is amazing. So definitely whoever is in DTC space and has its own store and wants to grow it uh, or is into media buying definitely needs to be on Twitter.
0: Yeah, yeah. Are there any specific hashtags that you sort of connect with?
1: Not really hashtags. There are kind of like just People into space. You, you Kind of like when you start following like 10, five, ten of, of them, you will see a lot more that are constantly posting, providing the value. Uh, I'm one of those. Like I just started on Twitter. Like so far, I was just like lurking the content until like past few months ago, but then I started posting mm. and like like you get a lot of leads there, you get a lot of connections, mm. uh, kind of like interesting people that are doing similar, people that reach out to you for advice, you get to reach out uh, to other people, you are sharing experience, what's working for you. Uh, so basically, I cannot recommend uh, DTC Twitter enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, have a look, have a look. And you, you prefer that to LinkedIn, did you say?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that like LinkedIn is kind of like a couple of months for uh, behind the twitter in terms of like what's happening and what's kind of like trending what's actual i don't know anybody from like this like dtc that is kind of like sharing constantly on twitter, on linkedin they are but i think that they they're just kind of like repurposing stuff from twitter yeah. uh, similar to kind of like ig reels people are creating tic- uh, content for tiktok but then they just repurpose it for ig reels
0: yeah no fair enough Fair enough. I, I like you. I've just sort of recently got back into Twitter a little bit. I think Elon Musk taking it over has sort of resurrected it in my thinking. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you kind of oh, I must, I must look at Twitter again. Um, so you're a, a Facebook ads agency. Um, if somebody's listening to the show and they're looking for a Facebook ads agency. Um, what are some of the things that they should think about, some of the top tips for getting the most out of your ads agency? I mean, you've obviously worked with a lot of clients. What what makes a really good client from your point of view um, that is just going to help people get the most out of their their agency?
1: So in terms of kind of like uh, what we look from a clients, as I mentioned like several times, if they already have a pro market fit, if they're spending at least $1K a day on mm-hmm. Facebook ads, because that's where we are the strongest we can get like most data we have experienced scaling the brands. In terms of like if one uh, client wants to hire a potential agency, not necessarily ours, I would definitely kind of like uh, ask for an agency to kind of like show showcase some kind of like case study of proof of competence after the IS, mm-hmm. uh, because that, that's crucial. I would potentially ask them to kind of like get connected with one, one of their uh, existing clients uh, to kind of like get a uh, testimonial or re- referral fee. I would also ask like what, what are kind of like specific deliverables the, the agency is going to do, uh, mm-hmm. are they kind of like optimized in terms of the optimization ads creation, uh, reports, uh, weekly calls, like Slack communication, uh, stuff like that. And basically what happens if the results are not there because yeah. the last thing you want to do is kind of like commit someone to a three month period and then like after a month you see that your results are worse than when you did that in-house.
0: Yeah no fair enough and I mean I guess coming back to that point if someone comes you know if someone's going to sign up with an agency what's a good bedding in period I mean you know people want to see results tomorrow I, I always think that's probably slightly unrealistic so yeah. what's a sort of a, a good um, bedding in period that people should Sort of have in mind, do you need, do you need to give an agency sort of three to six months? Is it a few weeks? Where, where, whereabouts on the spectrum?
1: So I think like after a few weeks you can see how like the performance and the optimization is there. If someone is like in the ad account only once a week, you, you, that's an immediate red flag. If they are not responding to your messages, that's another red flag. So basically I would kind of like value what's the communication? Do they have a roadmap, what they plan to do and how they plan to execute? Maybe they have like plan, but you're not there to support their goals because you cannot maybe provide the creatives or your product is out of stock or if you don't have like capacity to test uh, some things on your on your landing page, on your website, then it's on you. Then it's not maybe mm-hmm. an agency because agency is not a wizard. They, can, they cannot just like uh, do this and kind of like fix your... Uh, traffic, mean, they can fix your traffic problem, but they potentially cannot fix your conversion rate problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely to get some traction with the results. As I said, like after like two, three weeks, you can see in the end account, how often they are changing, how often they're testing, like maybe results are not there, but they're trying, they're testing, they're going to hit something soon uh, in terms of actually kind of like what, well, how I like to do is kind of like set up foundation. then we. When then we have like a good foundation and we are having a, some traction, then we are gonna increase the spend. It doesn't make sense just for increasing the spend and like, okay, this maybe work, this will maybe not. So it doesn't mm. make sense. You have to like your agency has to be transparent with you how they worked, what they mm. plan to do, and what are they gonna do when they hit the goal on what are what they are not gonna what, what they are gonna do if the results are not there.
0: Yeah, super super important. And I I, I Uh, I liked your statement that agencies aren't wizards, Uh, and I can hear all the agencies around the world just going, amen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As you you mentioned that, they're not gonna fix your, uh, your broken problems in your business, but they can help you get more people to your website. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Listen, Maureen. As you know, this show is sponsored by uh, e-commerce cohort, which helps e-commerce businesses deliver wow to their customers through things like coaching and training. And so, imagine, right? You are in a room. Uh, you, you've been a speaker at a keynote event, uh, and the room's full of the cohort guys, right? They're all guys and gals, They're all sat. They're all eager to learn from you. And so, you've just delivered, you know, your your most practical speech on how to do Facebook advertising. Uh, and you you kind of get your round of applause at the end and you sort of stand there and you think well I'd like to thank uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank uh, those who have influenced my own e-commerce journey I'm curious to know who would you thank and why and obviously this can include anyone from your family mentors authors software podcasters The, the list is long but who is on your list
1: yeah. So in terms of the like my econ journey, there are two people that I think I will be eternally grateful for. One uh, is a friend that was into Facebook ads that got me into Facebook ads mm-hmm. uh, on my senior year of college when I kind of like started learning with him. So yeah. he learned me, he kind of like got me into this. And the other person is my partner at the agency who got me more into the e com. So basically I was, I was pretty good at Facebook ads, but he kind of like led the path to kind of like e-comm and the things that we mentioned, mm-hmm. Those that is kind of like from the e-comm side, from the kind of like some side of a private uh, things like definitely my family because they supported me because I didn't know I would kind of like do digital marketing. Uh, I didn't know I would start my business, although I kind of like finished computer science, which is very promising career but mm-hmm. i did not end up working a day in this industry so like there was no <laughs> uh there was no like kind of like haulbacks from their side yeah. support. and at the at the moment definitely my girlfriend who is kind of like uh supportive enough even though i sometimes have uh calls in i don't know six seven eight pm with uh, yeah. with, uh with people from the us so definitely definitely her
0: oh, i'm with you i i mean it's it's interesting it? i mean I've, I've been married this year 25 years uh, more in a oh, long time. Congrats. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome, and uh, the, you know it's beautiful. My wife hasn't slapped me yet because, like you, I do a lot of calls in the evening because we have a lot of international yeah. clients in the states, in New Zealand, Australia, and so realistically, when you're in the UK, you have to, you have to do calls late into the evening, and so yeah, yeah. Um, we have we have specific nights where i am allowed to do calls and specific <laughs> nights where i'm not allowed to do calls in the evening uh, and i stick to that religiously and my marriage has prospered as a result but um yeah uh, you definitely don't get here without the support of a good partner that's for sure so um I'm, I'm with you on that so fantastic and it's great actually that the amount of people you talk to and you're like how did you get into this it's like well they kind of stumble into something because of yeah, a friend yeah, or probably. a family or something that just happened and And that's all part of the magic of life, isn't it? It's all quite wonderful. Listen, Maren, it's been an absolute treat talking to you. The time has disappeared. I've got about 20 more questions to ask you, but frankly, uh, you know, I've run out of time. Um, So how do people reach you? What's the best way for them to connect with you, your agency, if that's uh, what they want to do?
1: So if you want to learn more about our agency, go to inspirebrandsgroup.com. Uh, there are kind of like some of the case studies, how we work, who we work with, what are some of the results. If you want to connect with me, probably the best thing is either on LinkedIn or on Twitter. I would say like Twitter, I'm kind of like more responsive there. I share a lot, a lot more stuff than I shared here, like on a daily basis. Uh-huh. Uh, so like you don't have to necessarily connect with me. You can learn uh, some stuff, but if you reach out to me, I'll be more glad, uh, more than glad to answer.
0: Fantastic. Reach out. I'm, I'm going to connect with you on Twitter. That's what I'm going to do after this Sounds recording. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. reach out with you. Uh, but yes, we will, of course, link to Marian's info in the show notes, um, which you can get along for free, along with a transcript at ecommercepodcast.net. And of course, if you sign up to the newsletter, all of those links will uh, wing their way to your inbox. Marian, listen, thank you so much for joining me, bud. It's been a great conversation. Uh, it, it's sort of recaptured my interest in Facebook advertising. Facebook ads aren't dead. Uh, and so, um, thanks for sharing your insight. Uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts. I have I have two pages of notes for my team tomorrow. Uh, nice. where, we will go, where we will go through all this. Um, so I appreciate that. Thank you for joining me. It's been an absolute treat. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been great. So yes, there you go. Huge thanks, tomorrow for joining me today. Also, a big shout out to today's show sponsor, the e-commerce cohort. Remember to check out they're free online training at e Com. Also, be sure to follow the e-commerce podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, because we have some more great conversations lined up. And frankly, I don't want you to miss any of them. And before I wrap up today's episode, let me just take a moment to invite you, my dear listener, to become part of the show. If you are an e-commerce entrepreneur or an expert and would like to share your insights, your story, your journey with the e-commerce podcast audience, then we would love to hear from you. Of course, course, if that's not you, but you know someone who would be a great guest, then why not also refer them? Just head over to our website, ecommercepodcast.net. Follow the links on there and get in touch with us. We would love to hear from you. We're always, always looking for fresh fresh perspectives and new ideas. So don't be shy. Whether you're starting out or whether you've got years of experience under your belt, we'd love to have a conversation with you. Uh, So yes, that is it, and in case no one has told you yet today, dear listener, you are awesome. Yes you are, you are created awesome. It's just the way, it's just a burden you have to bear. Morin has to bear it, I have to bear it. It's just the way it's got to be. Now, the e-commerce podcast is produced by Orion Media. You can find our entire archive of episodes on your favorite podcast app. The team that makes this show possible is Sadaf Bain, I'm Josh Catchpole, Estella Robin, and Tim Johnson. Our theme song was written by Josh Edmondson and my good self. And as I mentioned, if you would like to read the transcript uh, or the show notes, head over to the website ecommercepodcast.net where, coincidentally, you can also sign up for the weekly newsletter and get all of this good stuff direct to your inbox totally for free so that's it from me that's it from maureen thank you so much for joining us this week have a fantastic week wherever you are i will see you next time bye for now